Hey everybody, hope you've all had a great weekend, and thank you for tuning in to Dark Side of the Force. This is Josh, and I'm going to be going over the latest episode of The Bad Batch, uh, titled Decommissioned. Um, this is episode 6 of the series, and I feel like there was two big takeaways from this latest episode, and I'm going to be going into that. And yeah, that's about it, so let's get into it. Okay, so the episode starts out with um, the boys, Clone Force 99. They're still on Ord Mantel in Sid's uh, cantina place, and Omega is actually practicing her aim with her uh, crossbow weapon that she got from the previous episode. And she's struggling with it because of, well, you know, the weapon requires you to have, you know, arm strength, which is something that she's currently lacking in a little bit, you know, needs to build up her arm strength. Um so there's some other patrons in the um, the cantina, and they're kind of, you know, hackling uh, Omega some, kind of teasing her because she's struggling with her bow. Apparently, they're, you know, betting with each other on whether or not, you know, she'll actually, you know, succeed or not. Anyway, Sid shows up, the Trandoshan who gave them the job um, from the previous episode, and, you know, she ushers the, the other patrons out, you know, to talk to the, the boys privately, and she has another job for them which Hunter kind of, you know, reminds her that he hasn't really given her an answer on whether or not they'll continue to do work for her. And we kind of see her with this confident swagger to her where she's pretty much being like, you know, yeah, you're going to do this job because I get money and you get money. So that was kind of interesting. She definitely has that confident demeanor to herself. But anyway, the job is that she wants them to go to a uh, decommissioning facility on Corellia and retrieve a tactical droid. And it's the same tactical droids that, you know, the Separatists used um, during the Clone Wars. And um, they ultimately agreed to go and do the job. And Omega comes along too, of course. And they go to Corellia. And, you know, you see this... Um, scene of this factory where you know all these like b2 super battle droids and battle droids you know they're being you know basically melted down and destroyed you know because the war is over of course and you have these um police droids that are kind of patrolling the facility um omega ends up spotting the head of the tactical droid because the head is all that they really need so she goes after that, and but before she can get it, um, somebody else snatches the head first, and this is where the episode really kind of takes off. So it, it kind of turns into this um, keep away um, ordeal, and you find out that the two people who are competing against um, the boys to get the tactical droid head is uh, none other than the Martez sisters from the last season of The Clone Wars. Rafa and Trace. So it, it took me by surprise to see them here again. I mean, the thought of bumping into them again in an episode never really crossed my mind. I know that some people um, didn't really care too much for their whole arc in the last season of The Clone Wars, you know, where they had that whole adventure with Ahsoka that was like um, three episodes long. I think people just didn't like them for the fact that they thought that it was kind of filler-like episodes, and with what few episodes we were getting to start with, I think people wanted to have a more meaningful or action-packed you know, you know, arc, story arc. 
But it looks like, you know, Dave Filoni's not done with them yet. And I think that, you know, where people were kind of bummed out by them in the last season of the Clone Wars, it's looking like they may ultimately have a good payoff, you know, you know, if you're going to give them the chance as characters. But anyway, back to the episode. So, you know, essentially, you know, it's a game of keep away. Ultimately, um, Omega gets like her leg stuck on in the conveyor belt because she ends up on that. So Hunter has to save her, you know, from being, you know, melted down with the rest of the droids. But it's actually ultimately Trace who ends up saving Omega. And before this as well, um, Wrecker, he's kind of up top. He ends up hitting his head again and he gets hit by a, a blaster shot from one of the police droids. And this kind of um, has him down and out for a little while. But here we get to see more of, of the effect on these head pains. And it's obvious at this point that he doesn't just have some head problem. It's actually, you know, the inhibitor chip that's, you know, messing with him. So we're getting even closer to what looks like it's going to eventually be record, most likely turning on the team and trying to... Um, follow the, you know, the inhibitor chip protocols. So, and I do think that that's where I agree with the theories that are going around online, that that's how Rex will ultimately be brought into all of this because he'll know how to disable the inhibitor chip. And that's how they'll have that whole team up with him. Um, but ultimately, um, Wrecker does shake it off. He ends up coming to everyone's rescue, you know, finding off more droids. Um, Rafa and Trace, um, they end up, they come up with the idea to use the tactical droid's head as a way to activate the separatist battle droids inside the factory so that they can turn them on their side and get them to start attacking the police um, droids that are kind of swarming them and surrounding them. So they end up doing that. Um, and there's also this funny uh, moment where I think Trace comes up with the idea, then Rafa literally pretty much says the exact same thing, and then Trace is like, is there an Echo in here? And then the actual clone Echo is like, yes. And then, <laughs> so it was kind of a, a cute little joke they did with that. But um, And it was also cool, because when the droids do get reactivated, the super battle droids and, and the battle droids, um, seeing them taking out the, the police droids, it was a feel-good scene for me. Uh, anytime I, I like the Separatists, so anytime I see the battle droids actually winning, um, it's a good moment for me. So that was cool. Um, and then and then after they're, you know, in the clear and the escape from the factory, um, you know, Rafa... And Trace, you know, it's revealed that the reason they wanted the... Oh, and I guess I should say that the tactical droid head gets shot up. So it's believed that the information on it was lost. So that, you know, there wasn't going to get nothing out of it. But, you know, Rafa and Trace, they wanted that information from the droid because they actually wanted to give it to, you know, rebels or people who are trying to fight the Empire. So that kind of, I guess you could say, was a wake-up call for... Hunter and the boys, because, you know, they were like, man, we were, they don't say this, but in, in almost you can read Hunter's face. It's like, you know, we were just doing this for money and here you were actually, you know, doing, risking your lives for a cause. Um, it's how I felt like he probably felt inside his head. But anyway, Hunter ends up giving um, the Martez sisters uh, a data rod that Tech had actually made a copy of the tactical droid's information and had it on the rod. So he gives it to them, and, you know, Rafa's kind of like, 
you know, why are you doing this? And Hunter's like basically letting her know, you know, that you can make better use of it than they would. So they part ways. And, well, let me go ahead and say that the first big, the first, the first big takeaway from this episode was seeing Wrecker really getting into his inhibitor chip, you know, stuff in his head. So I really think it's now getting very close to that actually coming to a fruition and, you know, he going rogue or attacking his squad mates, something like that happening. Then the other big takeaway is we see the Martez sisters on their ship and the Astro mech droid that they have with them is R7, which is the same droid that, that was Ahsoka's. And we, um, the person who apparently hired them, you know, they bring him up on a hologram, but we don't see who it is. So that's kind of the big, you know, mystery of the episode as it ends is who was it that hired them and who were they talking to at the end of the episode? So a few possibilities and stuff we can talk about. Well, for one, we can also forget that somebody had hired Sid to get that information too. So there's at least two people that wanted that tactical droid's information and apparently, you know, from opposing sides. So from the Martez sisters side of it, it could be Bail Organa. You know, he could very well be the front runner as, as the possibility of who hired them to get that information because we know from like deleted scenes in Revenge of the Sith and his whole demeanor, you know, in that movie that basically, you know, right from the get-go, he was opposing the Empire and op opposing Palpatine. So it would make perfect sense for him to be kind of the, um, the architect of the rebellion, you know, and really setting the groundwork for what would eventually become the rebellion that we know from the original movies. Um, now it is feasible that it could be Ahsoka, you know, that she could maybe just be, you know, wearing a hood and hiding her, her voice, maybe, you know, fulcrum style to, and maybe the Martez sisters don't realize it's Ahsoka. And maybe that's why they think it's actually a he instead of, you know, her, but considering she already has a history with them. And I think that they would trust each other. I don't really think it would be Ahsoka. Um, it could be Rex, which might ultimately tie in to how, you know, Rex is able to eventually save Wrecker, which is most likely what will happen. So it could be Rex. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. Like, I don't think it'll be Darth Maul or anything like that, because I see no reason why Rafa would just lie to Hunter like that. And, you know, and I, and I don't see, unless he's deceiving them, I don't really see why Maul would be on the side of, yeah, we're going to start a rebellion and, and fight the Empire. You know, that's not really what I would see him doing right now. I would see him as, you know, working on his crime um, empire, you know, Crimson Dawn, you know, working on that is what I feel like he would be doing right now, which... I'm going to say in my in my own opinion if I if I had to say who I think that the two people were that were that had hired you know each group in this episode I would say that Bell Organa probably hired the uh Martez sisters and I would say that maybe Maul was the one who hired Sid who then Sid in turn you know hired um Hunter and the boys to go get it for them because To me, I think that would kind of make sense. Um, I mean, 
And this might also tie into how clones get phased out more. Because if the if the Empire realizes that, hey, all somebody has to do is get some information from an old tactical droid, and then they can learn data about the clones and how they fight, and then they can use that against them, then I think if if the Empire... I think that's something that uh, Tarkin could use as his argument for why, you know, we need to get rid of clones. Um, I see that as possibly being an argument that they'll use. And then also, it could be something else too. It could be if a tactical droid can command legions of battle droids, then it could be that somebody would want to get a tactical droid head so that they can, in theory, make up their own little mini droid army as possibly a way to oppose the Empire. And then it's also just possible, you know, if you have a super smart droid, you know, that could come in, a, you know, big handy in a battle where you need to outsmart a uh, militarily superior opponent. Um, you know. But, as the saying goes, I guess time will tell. We'll just have to wait and see. I do think that whoever had hired um, Rafa and Trace will be revealed. Um, I don't think it makes sense to keep leave us hanging on who was, you know, the person who hired them. Um, I don't think, though, it'll be no huge, oh my gosh, moment. I mean, it could be, but I, I don't see it. Um, you know, but then you ask yourself, well, why didn't they just show us who hired them then? Why the secrecy? But, you know, that's just typical um, cliffhanger stuff that, you know, you do in a TV show. So, um, and also, I mean, these guys know that, you know, people like, you know, you and me, they know that we love just sitting around and doing speculating and stuff like this. Sometimes um, some of the most fun you can have with stuff is speculation and fan theories and, and ideas and stuff like that. So um, that could also just be it, too, that Filoni wants to, you know, throw us a bone and say, you know, here, guys, you know, come up with wild theories as who you think this person is. Um, but I, me personally, I don't think it's not going to have no huge payoff. Like, I don't think it'll be an oh my gosh moment. It's probably just Bale or possibly Rex. Um, I mean, it would make sense that Ahsoka would be pounding around with the Martez sisters since she already knows about them and they know about her. So as far as her post, you know, Clone Wars, I mean, it would make sense that she would be in contact with them. So I think Rex is a possibility. Um, it's why it could be him. And... Ahsoka, though, not so much. I don't think it's her disguising herself, you know, to be secretive. I mean, it's possible because maybe she thinks that with them hunting Jedi, that she has to be very uh, careful about revealing herself to people, even people, you know, that already know about her. So that's, you know, a possibility. But, and then I hope we find out who hired Sid as well. Because, I mean, it has to be, you know, that has to have some type of payoff too because I feel like, you don't just randomly want a tactical droid, you know. You know, whoever wants that, I feel like, knows that it could be valuable against the Empire. And right now, I feel like the only people who come to my mind that would have a vendetta against the Empire is Maul and then, of course, you know, Rebels. Um, speaking of Rebels, another possibility of who they've been in contact with uh, or who could have been the person at the end there, you know, it could be Saw Gorilla or Saw Guerrera. Um, but I don't think it's Saw Gerrera because, you know, we just saw him, you know, earlier in the series. So why the secrecy with him? 
you know, I mean, I like I just mentioned earlier, you know, it could just be throwing people a bone to give them something to talk about. But I don't know. If it ended up being Saul, I'd be a little let down at that point because he's already a character that we've seen in this series. I don't think it'd be him. I mean, yeah, he is kind of the early stages of, of you know, opposing the Empire, you know, him and his group. But I don't know. I just feel like if it's him, it could have been like a wasted opportunity for it to have been somebody else that, you know, that we could see on the show. But uh, all in all, I thought it was definitely a pretty good episode. It had some good action in it. Um, lots of, you know, fighting in the factory. And the whole, the factory itself just gave me the tiniest bit of um, Attack of the Clones vibes with Anakin and Padme in the Geonosian factory. Only this time, instead of making battle droids, they were, you know, decommissioning them, destroying them. So, yeah, all in all, it was a pretty good episode. But yet again, another episode's passed, and we don't we don't have a check-in yet on Crosshair and what the Empire is up to. So I do hope that that does come in the, in the next episode, because I am very curious to see what they're doing on the Empire side of things. Um, but yeah, all in all, a pretty good episode. I'm looking forward to the next one, and I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And thank you again for listening. Hope you all have a great day.